Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. The Minister for Policing in the UK, Chris Phillip, has told members of the public that if you witness people shoplifting, if you see shoplifters stealing in supermarkets, you should arrest them, even if you have to use force. And he's telling the, the people, um, he's telling people in, in the UK that you should basically make citizens arrests. And and then, you know, you, you step in, you do that and, and call the police then in an effort to try and clamp down on shoplifting and, and petty theft that's happening. And I thought it was a sort of a, an incredible idea to suggest that the public would step in and, and do this. Shane is with me on the line because, Shane, you run a number of, of supermarkets in Limerick. You've um, shops all across Limerick City. Would you support something like this? I would be a bit worried about it. Um, the benefit of being the shopkeeper is that you know which of the people shoplifting are dangerous and which are, are not. So we know who we can approach, really, and we know who we can't. I'd be very worried that somebody would pull a knife and some bystander would get hurt. But we, we've we often had people, when we stop shoplifters, we've often had people standing behind us for moral support. Um, and that's fantastic. Standing behind, standing behind you, Shane. You mean other customers? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, in, in particular, we've won um, a Nigerian taxi driver, actually, uh, a pure gentleman, a, a regular in the shop. And on three separate occasions, he stood in behind me when the shoplifters were, you know, starting to get a bit violent or a bit, you know, troublesome. Mm. And he didn't necessarily do anything, but because he's six foot four, um, the situation calmed down immediately. So I, I was very grateful to the man. But we, we've had many other situations where we've been in trouble and people have stood beside us. Um, and the, the moral strength of them being there is fantastic. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage that. But I, I don't think I'd like to see customers taking on shoplifters themselves. Uh, I think that's just a step too far. It's not even, you know, you as the, the supermarket owner. Like it's, it, I mean, can you, can you imagine standing in, in the spa in, in the middle of Limerick City and the customers are starting to take on kind of a citizen's arrest approach. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd i be afraid of that. I, I wouldn't encourage that now. Now, if a customer sees somebody shoplifting, they would often tell us. They'd slip up to the till, let us know that, uh, you know, that person down there slipped a packet of something into the bag. Uh, and that would alert us very often. Uh, and that's very a very good thing to do, I think. That gives us the heads up and we, we know who to watch then. You haven't always spotted them on the way in. If you're busy, they might slip in when you're you're at the wall, up the walls of the till. So it's it's good when a customer lets you know that. So I I would encourage customers to let us know if they see shoplifters. All right, but uh, I'd prefer if they didn't intervene themselves. Mm. What do you do then, Shane? Because it, it's very difficult when you haven't seen it yourself. Um, in general, we start asking questions. If they do come near the till, uh, is there something else I need to take for? Is your because you're perfectly okay to ask a question. Um, and that generally, the, the, the more the quieter ones will bring out the item. Then they think you've spotted them, and they'll bring it out. Some of them brazen it out, uh, and you check it on the CCTV uh, later on, and then you know when they come in the next time what to expect, uh, and you watch them. But uh, I, w- I would challenge somebody the next day if they if they come in and they've stolen something the day before. I would say, look, I've seen you on CCTV. Do you want to cop up for that now, or do I phone the guardie? And I, a perfect picture of you here. Um, and that generally does work. Mm. So once people know that you're kind of onto them, they'll... 
The, well, the heroin addicts won't. Now, the heroin addicts will keep coming in regardless of whether you stop them, bar them. They, they don't generally care about being arrested. Um, they're, they're not too worried about the courts or anything like that. Um, they generally, they're not actually thinking at all, and they're just stealing uh, to sell it on and get some more money for the next six. That's difficult to deal with because they'll keep coming in day after day, and you're turning them away at the door all the time. So you, you might turn away eight or nine of those people every day at the, the front door. Uh, that's providing you see them, of course. Sometimes they'll try and slip in when you're busy, uh, and they'll they'll snap at something and you know disappear out the door. That that can be very hard to deal with or you know to stop. Uh, but the the general shoplifter, Limerick's quite a small city, really. We'd know most of them, and we'd know to say to them at the door, you know, you're not welcome here. So, so really, it's the, the addicts are our biggest problem. You'd want eyes in the back of your head, Shane. You would in our game, you would. Yeah. And it's, it's the same is true in every city. Yeah. Well, it's not no unique to Limerick, it's absolutely no. not, no. I mean, no, I, I, I've, you... I've witnessed um, myself actually walking by a supermarket here in Dublin one day and the poor shopkeeper was, you know, he, he was trying to chase, I'd say there might have been five or six, they weren't that young, like, you know, I'd say 14, 15, um, coming out with bottles of 7-Up and crisps and stuff and he was chasing them out of the shop and they were, you know... That, sort of, that's an enormous hassle for us. We, it we is, would have yeah, a, really felt for too. him, you know. They, they could generally go around on bikes, they're 14, 15, they know they can't be arrested, or they can be arrested, but they have to be let go almost immediately. Uh, we have a couple of individuals in Limerick, uh, and we and it's probably only two or three in total. Mm. They they might get arrested or picked up eight or nine times a day, uh, and they they try and pay a visit every single day. Uh, they're well known, and obviously they'll be in Portlaoise in another couple of years or Mount Joy or wherever. But they, you know that they're destined for for jail from under thirteen, fourteen. They're they're quite serious criminals. Some of them at that stage, uh, I believe the law doesn't allow you to call them criminals, but the reality is they are. Um, that that's hard to deal with. You, of course, it is. You, you, I mean, you, I've talked to you before, Shane, and you know, and, mm-hmm. and I remember you, you you mentioned the the figure. You know, like when you hear it in what real terms, it's uh, remind yeah. listeners of what you, you you've worked out or estimate that you've lost in earnings to shoplifting. The, it, it depends on the shop, but one we've one shop in the middle of the town, uh, and we're in around the eighty thousand in that shop alone in a year. Like 80 grand. Um, like imagine saying to somebody now today, you know, like you're going to lose 80 grand of your salary is going to be stolen off you and actually there's nothing you can do about it. There is effectively nothing. The, unfortunately, the courts and the system call it petty crime. But for us, it's there's anything so much but petty. petty about it, yeah. No, grand. no. And generally what you find is that it's the same people doing it non-stop. Uh, a lot of it is for drug money. Uh, they might come in and try and rob boxes of parcel or something that they then sell door to door. Uh, and you're, you know, you're you're doing your best to prevent it and stop it, but it, it is very difficult. But generally, they don't get punished at all when they go up to the court. Uh, I'm sure there's just no space in the jail to put them in. Uh, and what are we going to do with them in jail anyway? So I, I don't know what the solution is there. The I believe in Australia years ago uh, they used to find them and then take it directly from the dole at source. Uh, I believe it worked very well in terms of deterrence. That you know, a lot of people only did it once, found out mm. it was going to cost them, and stopped. Yeah, you can imagine the uproar now if we suggested that here. They probably would, but it's very hard for shop workers yeah. dealing with this constant aggression. And what about the shop workers' rights? There has to be some kind of deterrent. 
Interesting texting from a listener. I, you know, I, I worked um, I worked in Harvey Norman for years, and one day I actually chased a thief down the road, and I caught him. The guards came, and when they searched him, he had a syringe. Not worth it. Furthermore, people who now shoplift, they do it with the hope that you will stop them from leaving so they can sue the company. Nothing on your shelf is worth 10 to 20 grand for false imprisonment. Don't approach them. Take as much information as you possibly can. Report it to the guards. Don't get involved. It's not worth it, says this texter. Finbar's on the line as well. Finbar, you're also in the retail business. Like, Would you want customers now to step in and stop shoplifters? Uh, no, definitely not. I, I agree with everything that Shane has just said there. Um, it's just not worth it. Um, I would be afraid that some of them w- would get hit or get injured. Uh, in my own store, myself and my manager are the only two that will um, attempt to stop a shoplifter if we see them or talk to them. But it's the same issues that the Shane is highlighting. It's the same people coming in and out all the time. It's called petty crime, but at some stage, petty crime has to add up to serious crime. We just can't have the same guy doing 60, 70, 80 um, thefts in a year and uh, not have a repercussion for it and I'm glad you brought up the defamation point there at the end because that is uh, a problem that's hanging over all shops store owners and if, if a member of the public was to, to stop someone it's, it's 7 to 10 grand typically in the district court if you stop someone and, and you're false or, or you don't have enough proof to carry it across the line uh, and it's just not fair and I, I know that ISMI have lobbied and the Justice Minister in a review of the Defamation Act 2009 to, to, to strengthen our hand in that and it's not just for ourselves it's for hotels, restaurants anywhere where you're interacting with a large number of people. That, that if somebody said to you Finbar you know that girl over there is after putting whatever in her pocket and, and then you came up and approached me and sure I can could sue uh, you as then. A matter for... of princi- as a matter of principle we don't. Um, we will look at the CCTV like Shane said uh, we'll approach them the next day or we'll pass it on to the guards. But it's wasting up so much valuable garda time as well. Like typically in Sligo on a day, we'd have, we'd have one car patrol in the town. Um, if we're calling them in for someone who's robbed two cans of Guinness, um, it's just tying up so much time where they, they may have to go to a, a crash or something else mm. that happens more serious. So it, it's very frustrating. Um, and, and it's the whole process. Yeah. Every time we have to download CCTV, it's 13 oh, euros for a, a memory stick just before you start. And the time. And, and, and is, and is it worth it to chase the same guy when you know that it's going to happen? So that's the frustrating yeah. part. Um, through ISME, we met with the uh, senior guards uh, at the National Retail Forum two weeks ago and they pointed out that actual shoplifting in Sligo had decreased. But we pointed out it's the only reason it's decreased is because we're frustrated and ringing you yeah. because we get no results. So you stopped reporting it. I mean, you it's great for Guard the Figures. Yeah. <laughs> You've stopped reporting uh, we, we We do need to go back to yeah. reporting it and, and really highlight it. And and if it means we ring the guard station three, four times a day, mm. it is so taking weird. up time. It's creating an incident. But we do need to highlight that the really only thing that deters this is having more guards on the street so yeah. that people can see them around. And, and we just don't have the guards and that's the unfortunate side of it. R- Robert is with us as well, Finbar. Robert, would you intervene if you saw somebody yeah. shot? I, yeah, I, uh, I, I have in the past, yeah, as somebody who worked in retail in the old 7-Eleven days, I, I prosecuted shoplifters then. So it's, it, it's in my nature to step in when I see something going wrong somewhere. And I, I have done it in the shops. I did. I, I stopped somebody in O'Brien's office license trying to steal wine. And, you know, that was fine. But recently I approached somebody in a supermarket in Dunleary. And when I did that, I realized that the person I was approaching wasn't in, let's say, sound mind. And uh, that was all fine. But what I did realize was 
I'm really risking my health uh, and my life, perhaps, when you approach somebody, you don't know what they're going to do. And for the sake of a material item like a bottle of wine, it's not worth it. And as your, your other speakers there say, it isn't worth approaching people. You could be sued mm-hmm. for assault, you could be sued for libel, you know, a defamation. It's not really the public's role to do it if a shop can't even take the risk themselves to do it. So I'd advise people not to do it. Mm-hmm. I did it in the past, I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Uh, Larry Donnelly's a, a law lecturer at University of Galway and columnist at the Journal as well. Like, like Larry, I mean, I thought it was a sort of a bizarre suggestion that the idea of you know citizens' arrests that basically the police in the UK can't be everywhere at all the time. So you know, you the public step in and and detain people. Yeah, I'm afraid to say that you know, looked at the looked at in the best possible light. This is a reckless suggestion. Uh, looked at in the worst possible light, it's possibly uh, a moronic suggestion. The reality that that we would uh, effectively deputize members of the public to serve uh, as members of a police force uh, is a very, very dangerous notion for reasons that have been outlined uh, by the previous speakers and more. Not only do they potentially endanger their own safety, uh, they also open themselves to potential legal liability uh, on a whole range of different fronts. The law doesn't imply, uh, generally speaking, a moral duty to act, uh, and that's for all sorts of good reasons. So this really is a crazy suggestion looked at anyway. And I say that in the context in which the frustrations of shopkeepers are very, very understandable. Shoplifting is nearly uh, an epidemic at this stage. And I should add, as bad as it is here, uh, there is a very strong phenomenon in the United States utilizing social media and other tools where groups of people literally go into large retail outlets and take everything they can, such because their numbers are such that they can overwhelm whatever private security or even police presence might be there yeah. on the ground. So this is a very real problem. But it's a much bigger problem than people think. Because, like, I mean, Shane pointed out that at one, just at one of his stores in Limerick, he reckons that they're down about 80 grand in the year just from shoplifting. Which is incredible. Yeah, it's it's horrendous, and anyone who's remotely familiar with the uh, with the grocery or retail trade will know that their margins are absolutely razor thin. Uh, and if they're losing that amount of money, as well as the the other costs uh, which everyone is dealing with, uh, it's having a huge impact on them. Now, the resorts that some have taken, in particular, I'm familiar with the United States, uh, an awful lot of shops have taken much of their goods, in particular the goods that seem to appeal to shoplifters, and they put them behind lock and key, such that if you want uh, one of these things. Uh, effectively, you have to ask for it and pay for mm-hmm. it first. But that that undeniably uh, has a chilling effect uh, on revenue and a chilling effect on the number of actual purchases that are made in the shop. Danny is on the line as well. Larry, Danny, would you intervene if you saw somebody shoplifting? Well, um, Andrea, um, I'm a taxi driver myself. And uh, about seven years ago, I was uh, dropping two gentlemen off and I received a, a beer bottle to the back of their head as they tried to mug me. Um, and when I intervened to to kind of stop them yeah. from um, taking my money, um, I'm, I have a background in fighting, I'm a martial artist. Um, I did so quite successfully, even though I was after getting fairly badly injured. And when the police arrived, the guards arrived and informed me that I I might have been a bit excessive and that they could now bring me to court um, and that what I'd done was wrong. I should have just handed them money or just gone along with it and then rang the guards. So I don't think the guards would be very supportive in this situation. Um, and so, 
so, so, so the suggestion was that you should have just, you know, you were hit in the back of the head and, and you should have just handed over the money and that's it. Just yeah, walk away. seven stitches. And uh, even when I went in to give a statement the next day, I was basically told, you're better off letting this go. They could bring you to court for what you... And so, is that because you had a background in, in martial arts? Is, is that the reason? Well, I, I didn't tell the guards that, so they didn't know. But I, I presume it's a lot of hassle to deal with something like that. Um, like, I defended myself, um, and I was told, and I, I believe it was around that time, uh, just before that incident happened to me, I believe a taxi driver in uh, was um, Dame Street, People refused to pay, and when he got out and grabbed one of them, that man punched him and killed him, um, and was found not guilty. But you, of but manslaughter. because you, because you did, because you, yeah, you, 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 you were hit initially, and then yeah. asked for the money and and hit then, and you know, then you were hit, and then you fought, fought them off, or you were attacked, you know, self defense, well, but you were told. Yeah. That Leave I should have go. just let it go. So they attacked me from behind in the car. I got hit with the bottle yeah. on the left-hand side. I managed to get out of the car so I could defend myself properly. And they came at me again. And I hurt one of them quite badly. And the other one ran once he seen that. And because I was bleeding, I decided I'd chase him and stop him till the guards got there. So I chased them, tackled them to the ground, um, put them into like a, a wrist lock of such, well, an arm lock. And on the phone to the guards while all this was happening. Right. And the guards got there and told me that I'd used excessive force and that I should have just let it go. And what did you do? And we went in to give a statement the next day and I was... Oh, that's when you were told you should have just let them hit you? No, I was was told on the night I should have just let them go and they should have let them hit me and run off. And then the next day I went in after getting the stitches in my head I went in to give a statement and the guards tried to convince me that I was better off letting this go. Nothing would ever come of it. And I shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have used force in the first place. So I don't know if the guards would be a great fan of civilians using force mm-hmm. against would-be shoplifters. You had an awful experience, Danny. You well, know. That's, why, that's why I don't work nights anymore. Do you not, right? Um, yeah. You know, I'm very able to handle myself and the idea that um, someone could try and mug me again and I'd hurt that person and that I'd be the one liable for their injuries um, I just said it's not worth it um, so I gave up working nights back then and I'm sure you probably had you know the the, the, the scarring from the stitches I mean just the trauma of going through all of that Danny is uh, it's just... it's, you know as I've said to people there's one thing to be like hit in the face in a ring but when you're attacked out of nowhere yeah. with a weapon that's a very different story. Look, look, look after yourself and, and thanks, you know, Danny, for, for uh, calling in today and, and sharing your, your story with us. I mean, it's pretty incredible, isn't it? Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com is the email address. Would you stop or would you intervene if you saw somebody shoplifting? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.